Welcome back to a wonderful Monday. (laughs) And this is 4th of July week. So this is going to be another one of those breaking up weeks because on 4th of July, it's a big holiday. We're not going to be here. You're not going to be here either, Nick, right? No, no. The, you know, the uh, we actually get the day off every now and then for the, for the holidays, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, so that'll be good. But then you, you're taking the extra day. Yeah. Yes, because Nick, what's his name? Mark was saying, <laughs> I know, because he has three days off. Because tomorrow, is it tomorrow? He's going to Jacksonville. Then we have 4th of July. And then for some reason, he has Thursday off. Well, I didn't plan on anything, but I did ask the studios. I'm like, oh, you know, how many days off do we get for 4th of July? And they're like, really, Deb? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, here I go again, manipulating the schedule. And then all of a sudden, Mark said, oh, why don't you take Thursday off? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) So now I've got a two-day. So blame him. I'm blaming Mark. Yeah. Right. And we didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) Now I do. We should do that, right? Just, yeah. All right, we'll just do it. We'll just call the office right now and make it happen. <laughs> yes, you should give everybody that works in your office Thursday off. Because Friday, or not Friday, Wednesday's 4th of July, right? And the celebration is in the evening. Exactly. So they're going to be exhausted on Thursday. I think they ought to work at least until 4. <laughs> on well, Wednesday? The, the party, yeah, if the party's in, at, in the evening, like you said. Mm-hmm. Then let's just keep going until four o'clock, and then give we'll them just Thursday it. off. Yeah, Thursday off. Because a lot of folks that can't come in to visit with us can come in and visit on the fourth because they're off. Correct. That so, makes perfect sense. Yes, that's what I did at Disney on Christmas Eve. I would work Christmas Eve morning because the time is the eve in the evening, and then I would take Christmas Day off in the day after. <laughs> My gosh, there's like a you know, he's strategy. Talking about that she has when, like a strategy, when, folks. You know, we're going to be going back, what, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Nick was just a little shaver. Mm-hmm. And I decided that we would go to Disney on Christmas Day. Oh. And the reason being is that everybody would be home opening their packages and we would have the park to ourselves. Right. We got there. We got there like at nine o'clock, and I think everybody in the planet was at Disney. Yes. And at ten minutes after nine, they closed the park because it was full. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the worst day ever to go on that. That was a New Year's, a bad call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everybody's going to be watching football games on New Year's. And no. you did that yesterday, Nick. You were saying that you were going to go try. <laughs> Yeah, Fourth of, Fourth of July weekend. I, I thought, hey, yeah. you know what? I'll just get the uh, Animal Kingdom at, at 8 in the morning, and then I'll try and get on that Banshee ride thingamajiggy. Have you been on it yet? No. I saw. I, I showed my, my five-year-old daughter the, the video of it, so she was all excited. We get there. We, ha- we, we step foot in the park. It's already two hours. Right. And yeah. I, something in me as a, as a season pass holder. Yes. I can't do it. No. But here's the tip. So here's the tip. Nick, you've been on it how many times? Half a dozen. Okay, I've been on it like three times. And when my, this the last time I went was when my mom was here. And you I'm tell like, them that you've got a radio program, and if you don't get right, on, you're I going to talk about it. I that place. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> when we, so my mom was here, and I said, the only reason why we're going is to be on that Banshee. Go to, um, what's it called? Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. Three-hour wait. And I said, that's fine. We'll, we'll do the whole park, and at five till the park closes... We'll stand in line, and if it's three hours, we're going to stay. We're going to stand for three hours, and it ended up that it was only an hour and a half. Oh. So you stay all the way to the absolute end, 
And when the park, right before it closes, 5, 10, 15 minutes before it closes. So they'll stand stay open for those people in line. Yes. Ah. Yeah, the line closes when the park closes. So if you get in the line two minutes before the park closes, they'll let you You're wait on. and get on. Yeah. Yeah, and that way you're waiting in line when there's nothing else to do there's anyway because the do. park's closed. Yeah. So, hey, which one of you guys want to go with me tonight? That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't have a pass. Nick can she do it. She thought about it. Yes, I would because it is such a good ride. It's listen. I was at Disney for nine years. My husband was there for twenty four. I don't stand in line ever, ever, ever. And I was willing to stand in line three hours for that ride. That Seriously. Is, and. What do you think of the ride? Oh, I'd stand in line for three hours for it. Wow. You don't I really get many would. of those. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a five-minute uh, ride. It's a good, you know, it's a good, it's a good ride. You get, you get your money's worth. Right. That's yeah. like spending a whole week in mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky for a two-and-a-half-minute <laughs> horse ride. Correct. You know. Right. Makes no know. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're there a whole week. You got you can't rent a room for a night. You got mm-hmm. to rent a room. It uh, has to be a minimum of three nights. Oh, Really? And to go to Churchill Downs to watch the beginning of the of the Triple Crown, and it's a two what a two and a half minute race. Have you ever gone? I've gone to it to Louisville by a mistake. I had appointments with a bunch of Catholic clergy. <laughs> it and they never told me these guys. Okay. And I went down and I had an appointments on Tuesday and Wednesday of Derby Week. Oh. And I had to rent a hotel room in New Albany, Indiana, which is across the river in Indiana. Had to be the Robert E. Lee Inn, still can remember it. Had to stay there for three nights. And the room rates back then were like 30 bucks a night. Mm -hmm. I had to pay $300 a night for that. Oh, my gosh. And I remember telling the the chancellor there at the diocese, I said, you know what, you guys, by not telling me this, you put me through what it costs. He goes... God bless you. <laughs> and I still remember that to this day. You know, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I never knew about the horse racing. I not something that I'm interested in or yeah, ever. Yeah, my my second mother in law was like, oh my gosh, that's one of my things on my you know life list that I want to do, and she went. And I thought, my goodness, what is this about? So one day, I'm like, Mark, we're going to do this. We're going to be so excited, and we're going to call it Derby Day. And I'm waiting. And this is just at home. Waiting, waiting. The thing's on all day long. Waiting. I'm like, what is going what is going on? I thought Until like, like 6.30 at night. 6.30 at night. We're done. We're sick of it. Over it. But, okay, 6.30 at night. I turned around, and it was over. <laughs> yeah. It's a very short race. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, but it's fun. You know, people enjoy I it. Go. Yeah, and, back uh, then, you probably didn't have TiVos or, or DVR, so you couldn't rewind it and see what happened. We had antenna still yeah. <laughs> in our attic. Yeah, and you had to go out and it had to turn around. I had those <laughs> right. little thing, rotors that would turn it around, try to get oh, the crank. signals. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I well, know about it. Well, we are dating ourselves here, aren't yeah. we? Well, you know what? I still don't have cable. I don't have any of that stuff. Hey, I was just Well, driving. why would you? You got radio. That's right. Yeah, they, That's yeah. right. Yeah. I was just driving through Colorado um, last week, and people still up there have antennas on their roof. Mm-hmm. And they're so, 7,000 feet up. I know. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're right there. I didn't realize that's where NORAD is, right there, in the, where they come on and, you know, with the alerts, the sound. Okay. You have them on the radio mm-hmm. every now and then. And uh, that's right there in one of the mountains, which you can see from Colorado Springs mm-hmm. up to Biltmore. Or to Broadmoor, they have this big tower, 
And I just imagine what that place must be like on the inside to be that protected, because that's where inside we get all the warnings. Yeah. So have you you've been to Colorado before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the most incredible place on earth? It, it is. is, or in the United yeah. States at yeah. least. It is a gorgeous mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. spent um, five days there last week. My my aunt has a place in Gunnison, right on the water, right on the stream. Oh. And yeah, it's pretty amazing. See my little five year old out there fly fishing in the stream. I oh. mean, that is the most precious thing to see. It's, yeah, it's, it's like cool. the river runs through it. Mm-hmm. That movie. Mm-hmm. You, you know what the humidity is there? Four to eight percent. Mm-hmm. That's their eight on the high side, four on the average mm-hmm. side for for their humidity. Four percent to eight percent. Nick mm-hmm. would send me a text, and it would be eighty in the daytime and forty at night. <laughs> I know. Huge swings and, in and, temperature, right? And then I landed here. I get on the jetway, and it's like a mister. It's like walking right into one of those misters at Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad you had took a vacation. Nice yeah, family vacation. You get away. Yeah, every now and again. Let's talk. I can get you more. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I'm a hard worker, though. Except for Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Of this week. But you know, at Derby, we have a, uh, you've heard of Flat Stanley. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick and I have a Flat Jerry and Flat Nick, which is our pitcher's caricatures. <laughs> and we give it to our clients and we have them take us all over the planet and send us back pictures of us taken. And we mean, We've been on Shamu. We've been at the Derby. All these things, and they send them back. And we have three interns that look at the pictures that we receive mm-hmm. back. And then they pick which one is the, the the best one for the month. And the folks get a real nice gift for doing it. But you, to think? see some of these people, I mean, we've been to Cuba. We've been, I mean, all over. I like the one where somebody thought it was laminated. They tried to take it under the water. Yeah, and it came apart. And they realized it wasn't laminated. <laughs> it was just a glossy paper, and it glued right to their mask. Yeah. So you are 20 feet underwater. And <laughs> but well, it's fun. That's a yeah. neat concept. Yeah. To do so, that. folks, we get it back. And it, this you know, we get community. to travel with our, our, our family of clients. Mm-hmm. It's really, really precious. You think of everything. You do. We try. You do. And if not, we have somebody smarter than us who helps us <laughs> think of those ideas. <laughs> so who I'm talking to today, and it's been a while. I was looking to see when the last time you were here. Sometime this year, but it's been a while. This is um, Nick and Jerry Royer, and you're with Group 10 Financial. And we learned so much from you, so, so much. And there's tons of questions that I have, and then you come all prepared, and then we talk about vacation. We can uh, that. Well, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's perfect. We're dream building, that's, that's right? That's the way this We're should be. We're creating a purpose-driven mm-hmm. retirement right here at the table. We're just talking about what we want, and then we'll just figure out how to do it and make all the <laughs> and other stuff happen And when folks listen to our programs uh, here on the radio mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday mornings at 8 and Sunday mornings at 7 at uh, the On the Money uh, show with Jerry and Nick Royer, it is so refreshing when folks listen to the radio at that hour of day and are really concerned about their futures and mm-hmm. that's what it's over 52 years of doing this uh it's kind of nice that you can really work with people not only to get to retirement but to get through retirement mm-hmm. because today people are retired as long as they worked in a lot of cases mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they may have 30 35 years of unemployment and that has to be post post retirement yeah yeah, and yeah. Re- and the bummer, like for us, retirement seems to be it's almost there, but it seems to be the age keeps going up and up. And I'm like, it shouldn't matter as long as you have the money. But then there's a lot more to it 
than just giving up your job and then staying at home. You know, we're learning from, we can talk about this when we come back after the break, but let's do that because this is a, a it's a point. And then if I forget I'll, it, then I'll, we'll move on to something else. I'll just mark it up for I'll be patient. I'll give you a piece of paper so you note it down. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is Your Hometown with Debbie O'Brien. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. This is so awesome. I'm so happy, you guys. When I saw my schedule, even though I know I scheduled you and I have it on Facebook and I promote you and all this stuff, but when I saw my schedule today, my kids were like, why did you scream? I'm like, because it's the Royers. Yay. (laughs) I really was so excited. thank you for that. We love coming in, too, because you play great music, too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what's Hootie, right? Hootie and Bluefish. Wow. (laughs) Gosh, I remember that CD. (laughs) You know, when you put a CD in and... All first eight songs are like awesome. That was that CD. Did you see that um, Best Buy is no longer going to be selling CDs? CDs, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gone. Just like, but the... you know, they say they're going to keep vinyl. What is that? Records? Yes, they still make vinyl mm-hmm. records. It's, it's a it's a comeback. So vinyl. you know, we got rid of all of the vinyl because who's ever going to use that? And yeah. now nobody would buy them at a yard sale. So you can buy eBay. record players now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with diamond. The diamond little needle. Mm-hmm. So all those records that, that I've got, I can still play. Hey, you know what? Would I you st- do that? Oh, you I've got a your... bunch of thirty-three and a thirds. Yeah, long play. Yes, yeah. you can go on. You can go on Amazon and buy a, a nice record player. Mm. Yeah, and I still have the Big Mac, uh, the Big Mac soundtrack for um, for McDonald's. Do you remember when? Back in the day when uh, McDonald's did this big push, they put the little vinyl record inside. Yeah, the, inside the newspaper. Yeah, it was the Big Mac song, and it was like all this stuff. My wife knows it. I can okay. I can never re- re- but, you know say what this thing is. I've still got the forty five when uh, I'm really dating myself because yeah. nobody in this room knew what that one was. Mm-mm. Metropolitan <laughs> Life years ago when uh, Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. Oh my god! They came go. out with forty fives <laughs> of that landing. Okay, when it was one small step for mankind, one giant step mm-hmm. for, or one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. And they come out with these 45s, and I still, I found the other day, I got three of those. Really? Which have never been played. They're still 45. So is it just a recording? Yeah, it was a 45 record, which was a little record with a big hole in the But middle. you could hear the what they said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could hear it. It's on the record. It's the little hole you said? I thought 45. No, it had the big hole. It was the big hole. No, it was and the then big they hole. had the 33 this... and the third had the little hole. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. It was a big record. Right. Yeah. Yes. And a couple years ago, you couldn't get rid of them for free. Yeah. Nobody wanted them. And now it's so making a comeback. Now they may be, maybe. We're liable to get a lot of calls, people wanting to bid on those right. 45s from Neil Look, that's your retirement right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never part with them. <laughs> One for each of my boys. Yeah. Oh, that's go. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we were talking about right before the break was retirement and how there's a lot more to it than just the financial part of it. And something that we're learning, you know, I'm 51, my husband's 52... Uh, let's think about that. Something like that. Let's just put them at 52. And, you know, we w- you can see retirement, but, but there's a lot more mo- involved than just the money. So if you have this big, huge nest egg, which is your goal is to have a big nest egg, right? When you come up to 50, 60, you should have started in your 20s, which is something we should talk about as well. But there's also you have to think about, okay, where's your house? How is your your health? What about 
other things to it. And I know the one time you were on this program, you had talked about you need to have a team around you. Mm -hmm. And I can never remember all the parts of the team. Well, so you have your team, but then you also have um, you have the, the different parts of a financial plan. And I think what happens is, just like you were saying, when you, when you start working as a younger mm-hmm. person, right, we're saving money in 401k, hopefully, right? We just talked about this off the air, mm-hmm. that, that people aren't saving. But you, you have 401ks, 403bs, people are saving their money into stuff, and then they retire and they have stuff. They have something saved up. And then they think, well, that's a retirement plan, and it's not. A retirement plan needs to have maybe an investment plan. That's part of it. But it needs to have a retirement income plan so you so you can make sure your money lasts as long as you do and you have income coming in no matter how long you live. You have to have a, a tax plan. A Social Security plan. Yeah, you got to have a Social Security yeah. plan, a tax plan to, to be as tax efficient in retirement as possible. So you're getting tax efficient or tax-free income in retirement. What oddly enough happens, and we teach a tax class throughout all you know, this entire area um, on this, because people get to retirement and they don't realize, oh my gosh, I'm paying more in taxes now as a retired person than while I worked. And they worked. And you know, and that's something that you think whenever you're doing the Roth IRA, you're like, oh wow, I'm making, I'm at this level in my taxes. Well, if I'm not, if I'm not working, there's no income coming in, so it should be way low. Mm-hmm. Way and you, that isn't <clears throat> the truth. Good no. way to look at it, Debbie, is take three. Debbie is take three buckets. And you have a bucket over here on your left, and it's a taxable bucket. You know what? We're going to have to talk about the bucket when we come back. All right. Because this is a biggie. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Nick and Jerry Rohr. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. This is Debbie O'Brien. This is your hometown with Debbie O'Brien. And I have Jerry and Nick Royer here. And again, I am so happy that you're here. There's so much to talk about. And there's so many things that we can learn from people that, A, aren't doing the thing, doing saving and using their money properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because there's so much to it. You know, it does get confusing. And when you're first starting out, when you're young and innocent and your parents never told you anything and you're like, all this stuff comes at you, should I save? No, no. Because at that particular time, you're probably so flat broke because you never learned about money management. Mm-hmm. It manages you more than it, you manage it. They're thinking mom and dad's going to walk out on life and we're going to have their money without oh saving any gosh, of ours. How, right? I can't tell you how many times we'll, we will, vis, people will set visits with us, come in and we'll be talking about everything and come up with what their goals are and purpose of their money. When it comes down to where your money's invested, they'll say, oh, I don't have anything, but I'm, but my mom will be giving us money when she dies, uh, you know, probably in 15 years. And that's what their retirement plan is, is waiting for mom to die or dad to die. <laughs> Isn't that it, pathetic? It is. It's, 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 it's you know, disgusting. Yeah, it, it's kind and of, you know yeah. what? I'm sure you're going to see more and more of that because this is an entitled, you know, we're bring, raising kids that are entitled to everything. Yeah. They don't really want to work. They don't know how to work. And they just think that everything's handed to them. Yeah. Not everyone, and but those it just seems to do be more. have got the world as their oyster. The kids that go and get the education and start saving out of school, they're going to own the planet because they will control it. 
and the ones that are just going, like you're saying, just going and playing around La La Land down Being there, dependent and not on worrying. somebody else. Somebody else. Or it's so the world for my grandkids. They've got a gold mine ahead of them because they're going to be educated and they're going to learn to work and respect other folks along the way. There's no respect out there. Mm. I mean, you look at folks today. I mean, they run you off in the, in your car. Mm. You know. I mean, it's amazing. There was a newspaper up in Maryland, was it, last week? They walked in and shot five people and killed them. Where is is common sense? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. morality. Mm-hmm. It's just... Well, that's gone. Yeah. The tolerance, what we used to think was so horrible. And for me, it was when somebody was yelling at one another. Mm. You know, that was the extent I, I could handle. And then it was a horror, you know, flick on TV. Sure. Nowadays... It's so far out there, we never even conceived some of this stuff. It's so disgusting and gross that you don't care. Mm-hmm. You're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I don't feel it. Desensitized. Does, that's the word. Yeah. yeah you don't feel it. You don't it. know. Yeah. I'll shoot you. You mm-hmm. can cry and scream because I see that on yeah. Somebody yeah. shoots up a school. I got, I got a video somebody game that did sh- that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost right? like every couple weeks there's going to be somebody walk in and kill a group mm-hmm. of people, and we're just like incredibly unfortunate. And, and me having an eleven-year-old and a five-year-old, it's tough. To, it's scary. It's tough to raise kids in a world where that exists, but that is the world that we have, mm-hmm. and you have to do as, the best that you can, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. And now both of my kids are out of school, and they're going into the next, you know, the next part of their life, and that's scary in and of itself. And I almost wish, and I'm not saying this in a rude way, Sophie left came back, and while she was gone, I was fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now she's back. I'm like, where are you going? What are you doing? But I, like it's, it's because... She was in another country, too. Correct. Nonetheless. And I was fine with her there. Uh-huh. And now she's just going down to the 7-Eleven. Oh, right. And, and you've I'm got having, an issue. Yes. Because you know why? <laughs> it's because now I know she's here. You know, it's like worrying about your parents. If you, if I, if my mom's here in Florida, I'm like, well, is she lonely? Is she okay? Did she eat yeah. enough? Does she have this? But when she's in Pennsylvania, I'm like, eh. You know, let's okay. talk to her every once in a once a week. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Because now you've made it. You now you've make it personal. Isn't that weird? It is. It, weird. it is kind of weird. But so I mean, you, I can. Want... I guess I hear it. I mean, I. I I've had that do, same thing do you too. Understand? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes you you get wound up with your other mm-hmm. stuff. I don't have to drive by there because it's way down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good thing. That's how you let your kids leave. You know, when they leave, then you're not. I, what what am I going to do when they're somewhere? But see, else? she likes you enough. She came back. I know. <laughs> she came back. Yes, they both came back. Children are a life sentence. You know, I mean, they're <laughs> wow. never going. They're always going to be your children. <laughs> wow. No matter what, they're going to be your children. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I that's I I don't even know what to say about that. The but life you look, look at your look at your mom. My oldest uh, son just turned fifty one, mm-hmm. and at fifty one, his mom still tells him what to do. Do that. <laughs> hey, 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 you she need did. to do this. She told you me need what to, to do she, too. She just that's mom. So they're yes. always going to be your kids, and uh, if we care for them, they're gonna you know right. they're gonna they're gonna be better people. I'm trying very hard not to tell my kids what to do. But they're living in my house because I think that they, <laughs> well, then they better listen. To yeah, <laughs> I just I want them to make the decisions and make them right. And then you know right. you know what's funny is that their friends listen to me more than they will ever listen to me. So if we can get their friends to jump on board, <laughs> then mm-hmm. I know my kids will be fine. Yeah, there yep. you go. <laughs> yeah, All well, right. you know what they say: you you don't have uh, as much pull for uh, a prophet doesn't have any pull in his own country. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. Mm. So, 
And this comes down to, again, money. Money. Money, money. Yep. And the thing is, the the easiest way, just look at it this way. If you have taxable income, mm-hmm. okay, if you have a dollar and you're in a 22% tax bracket, which we're now talking about, that means 22 cents on every buck you make goes to Uncle Sam, right? So that leaves you with what? The difference. Mm-hmm. So you got 78 cents out of the dollar, and we're happy with that. But wouldn't it be something if you could take that 22 cents and reduce it to maybe 20 yes. or maybe to 15? Mm-hmm. Arthur Godfrey probably said it the best years ago, and I was way before your time, Debbie. But Arthur Godfrey had a talk show on the radio, and he was a, all the ladies listened to Arthur Godfrey played his little ukulele, and he sent her and says, I don't mind paying taxes, but I would be just as happy paying half as much. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we worked for. It's just like we, you know, we were talking uh, earlier about the bucket. You have a taxable bucket, which is everything you bring in, your your 1099 income. You get a little interest at the bank, and you got to report that for taxes. All that is taxable money. Then you have your 401ks or your IRAs, which are tax-deferred. 403bs, 457s. Yeah, those are are tax-deferred. You're getting out of the tax today, but you're going to pay tax later. And Nick always points out, would you rather pay tax on the seed? Or pay tax on the harvest. Or pay pay tax on the harvest. So here's the seed that you put in the ground, okay? Mm -hmm. And that seed grows into a bushel of corn. Right. Would you rather pay tax on that one seed or on the bushel of corn? Well, I think all of us would rather pay it on the seed. But yet what's happening now is is uh, most retirees have saved so much up in these pre-tax accounts that they don't pay taxes until they take that money out. So they're, in essence, paying taxes on the harvest. Yep. Correct. They put a, they, they, they've had savings oh, all along gosh, the way, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put money in my IRA now or my 401k, and I'm not going to have any taxes now, but then they don't realize at some point that's going to grow, and yeah, then and you're going to take money out. And if they say, well, gee, I need $6,000 a month, and I'll be set, as long as I've got six grand. Well, if that 6000 is coming out of a 401k, they may have to draw out 8000 to net six. Now, all of a sudden... It becomes that's, real. That's when you run the risk of running out of money during retirement is so many people have planned for retirement thinking, I only need six grand. And, right. But then not realizing you actually have to take out 8000 to net the 6000 And now that charges down the amount of money you save even quicker. And then what happens if future administrations actually increase the interest rates? Because let's face it, the, the, the Trump tax cuts only are taking effect in the individual tax brackets. Until 2025. Seven years. After 2025, it goes back to the previous bracket. Unless they keep it in force. And think of that as a politician. What are they going to do? They built this in. I mean, they were brilliant. They put it in, and they say, okay, we're going to give you this. We're going to throw you a bone. We're going to lower your taxes to 22%. Corporations are going to make it permanent. But for you and me, everybody here in the studio, okay, we've got this tax savings Okay, for seven years, 2025, it can go back to what it was. So 22 could go back to 39 percent. All right. Think of that as a politician. What are they going to do in seven years? They don't have to raise taxes. We just let 
the current one expires. We just let it sunset. And then they'll come back and, and they'll say, so oh, goes back. that's the current administration's problem. They mm-hmm. should have done this. We, they should have made it permanent. But they were just thinking of the rich people. So why thing did, is, in seven years, the suggestion that we tell people is let's get chipping away at that over the next seven years where we know it's low. low. And let's start moving some of that tax-deferred money over into tax-free investments. you got seven years to do it, but the clock's ticking. Oh, my God. This is making my heart, like, pound a little bit more. Because you know what? When you look at tax-free, the Roth IRA, you can only put so much money in there. Right. That's right. But other things, you've got life insurance. You've got annuities that can go into that bucket. Yeah, you got to make sure if it's an IRA annuity that it's convert, you can convert. convert it. So what we call an IRA exit strategy. Basically what that means is let's say that you've saved, because you're right, depending on how old you are, you can save anywhere from 5500 to $6,500 a year in new money into an IRA or a Roth every year. But let's say you already got this IRA built up. Let's say you have $100,000 that you've saved up in an IRA. You can start converting that over to a Roth IRA, and you don't have that limitation of the dollar amount because it's not considered a new contribution. It's It's already money that was in there. So all that you're doing is you're converting that IRA into a Roth. Now, in order to do that, now, if it's an IRA annuity, like you said, you can take an IRA annuity, you could take an IRA mutual fund, you could take an IRA CD, and you can convert that to a Roth, and the investment could literally stay the same. But what's happening now is you're converting it to a Roth. So you're washing it of its taxes now. You're paying the taxes now because you are taking it now. But you're doing it in steps. You're not taking a whole bunch and moving it one at one time. We've got seven years to chip away at that. Yeah, so an example. That's the chip away. Yeah. If you had $100,000, you could convert it all today. But like you were saying, you have seven years to to do it. So you might divide that by seven and say, okay, of that hundred thousand, I'm going to convert a seventh of it every mm-hmm. year until tax rates start to go up. Now, what, if you've done that, you've spread out your taxes over that seven year period. Now, now it's 2025, and if tax rates go up, well, hey, I already converted a lot of my money over to tax free, so I've moved it from that tax deferred bucket to the tax free bucket. And I've done it in steps over a period of time while taxes are low and while ta- while that value of that account is what it is. Okay, and you're doing it in steps because it could go lower, it could go a little higher. You're talking like... And the thing, you know, right? taxes... So then it, across the seven years, go. it's yeah, like an average. Absolutely. Yeah, because nobody wants to put $100,000 as earned income on their taxes because they converted. So what you might want to do is you divide that, and you, so you do a little bit over... The next couple years, yeah, maybe you take thirteen thousand a year mm-hmm. and you convert that in steps. And at the end you, of the seven years, you've got the lion's share of it moved into tax free. And money. that goes on top of what you earned mm-hmm. from your job. So you can still put in as earnings, but that's a rollover. And then that, so then, and the thing about working when you're earning money is that even your taxes there are kind of staggered because you only, let's say, it's thirteen percent up to what 50,000 and mm-hmm. then it goes up to 20% yeah. up to 100,000 right, right. and then anything above the 100 brackets. okay so mm-hmm. so this money on top of it you it could just bump you into the next but it's just that little bit and what we tell people to do is you can get together with your tax person so you you were talking so earlier we who's this person. who's this team well you ha- need yeah. to have an investment advisor right or or a financial planner that's the first person you got to have a tax person or a a a, a tax planner and then you need to have an a a, a an attorney who handles your estate type documents so you can have a team of three really but I mean, that's the thing is we tell people, go back to your account and say, hey, I've got all this money in pre-tax accounts. 
how much of it can I convert every year for the next six years and not hurt my current tax bracket, not push me into a current tax bracket? And they'll do a what-if analysis if you ask that tax person to do it. Just say, hey, can you can you run me an, a what-if analysis? Like, if I convert $25,000 this year, what's that going to look like for everything else? Do me a what-if analysis. So an accountant is a tax planner? I don't know what no, I mean, CPA, a tax preparer. Be, a tax, tax preparer. preparer. So that's what an accountant is. Yeah. It's one in the same. Yeah. See, I mean, it's, some are CPAs, certified public accountant. That means they have a higher designation. Or, uh, you know, a tax preparer can do it, too. There's a difference between tax preparers and tax planners. Tax preparers are great historians. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they, they prepare the taxes. They are taking everything from your previous year and dumping it on a form. Yeah. They're historians. Okay. I actually got, I stole that from Ed Slot, who talks a lot about taxes. Okay. He's the one that's on PBS. Yeah. He's right. on PBS. And right. I thought he's a, I thought he's he was awesome. a kook. And then I'm like, wait a minute. There's uh-huh, going to no, be no. something about what he's saying yeah. about no, the spring. No, we subscribe to him very well. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a brilliant he's, mind. But that's what he says is you know, tax preparers are great historians. What you need is tax, you know, tax, uh, not tax preparers, but people who are tax planners. They worry about how, what can we do now so that 10 years from now your taxes are lower. Okay, so we're going to take another break. This is 1520 WBZ. Oh, my, my hand can't catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking so many notes. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. I have Jerry and Nick Royer here, and they're with Group 10 Financial. goodness we could do this show and have it play 24 7 and by the end of a week i probably would understand one tenth because there's so much going there's so much to this don't you think oh my gosh you've been doing this for 50 years he's been doing it 50 what are you 52 years uh since 1965 and i'm I'm 18 years 18 18 years years into this Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it. Yep. It doesn't surprise. There's so much out there. It's and there's so much conflicting information too. Um, you right. Know, I mean, every it's like def- a diet. Should you eat meat and fat, or should you eat vegetables? Seriously, it's one end or the other. Same thing with money. Like it depends on who you listen to, where you're going, what your plans are. If you want your parents to give you an inheritance, which is the worst thing you can think of doing. That's ridiculous. Uh, you, you talk about getting goosebumps. I, I get the hair on the back of my neck bristles when somebody comes in and they're spending their parents' money and their mm. parents are still healthy. Oh, that just, oh. I've had that happen, too. Yeah, yeah that's that's always the shocking thing, is, is yeah. when the parents have gotten to a point where they, they either don't want to worry about it anymore or not able to worry about it anymore, or they're focused more on, am I going to survive my hip surgery, and I'm just going to let my kid take care of the money, and then the kid starts investing that money Ooh. for the kid and not the mom and dad, and that is... That yeah, before be you problem. go out and get a power of attorney and make a durable power of attorney and give it to one of your children, you got to realize if your child is married, okay, that spouse is part of the decision makers for that family, all right? And we warn people and tell them, talk with your attorney, get an estate planning attorney and mm-hmm. work with them mm-hmm. about the durable power of attorney and look at the consequences to that. You may get a durable power of attorney to come in and write your checks for you, pay your bills, but you don't want maybe that person having the power of attorney over your investments because they could go in and liquidate those investments and you can't do a blessed thing about it. And the power of attorney is, well, when does it stop? It stops when you're dead. 
the damage is done. This Buzz Aldrin, one of the astronauts, second guy to walk in space, his kids are trying to destroy him. It's in the news now, taking all the money away from him, saying he can't take care of himself. Right? He's fighting it as an old man. He's in his 80s, I right. believe. He's fighting it because his kids are saying, he doesn't know how to handle his money. We're going to, we can handle it for him. And I thought, that's the world we live in today. That's the dad, the second guy to walk on the moon, and these kids are trying to destroy him. Hmm. You know, it's just, it's sad. So how does the power, durable power of attorney, how does, like, who says that now that's who's going to run the finances? Well, some people just say, well, I want a power of attorney. I'm going to put my son on. Okay, if I put Nick on as my son, then his wife is on there as well, because right. not, I'm not going to list her, but right. she's a power of attorney. And she said, well, you know, your dad's she has slipping influence, here. Right. And influence. You know, your dad's words, right. can't do anything, yes. but she has influence Correct. on. Right. Your dad's slipping. Maybe what we should do is do this to help him. You know, and we'll put this money over here. Have a difference. Have a durable power of attorney. Have a power of attorney to take care of your health care needs. Take care but of just be careful who things. you're making the person on there to make the choices. Even and, an attorney, and, check the background out of who you work with, for heaven's sakes. It's your money. You've worked an entire lifetime for right. it. Don't just jump into it and say, okay, I got this done. But, you know, one of the things, too, is when it comes to that, you have a power of attorney for health care and the, the finances as well, and then you have a will. I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people have gotten to retirement, and their will is from when they were in their 30s. But, mm-hmm. but now they're 60 years old, and they may have been married, remarried, and the person on the will <laughs> is like their ex-wife and and stuff, crazy stuff like that. We see that. So you always want to make sure you're getting those documents updated at least every three years. And you want to make sure that the, the attorney or the, the, um, that all that stuff is, is, is in place and up to date. You definitely. And for any life changes that you may have. Any life changes. You have a baby. Your kids get out of school. Your kids get out of college. Your kids are in the military. Your parents pass away. Name the name. And Mm -hmm. if you're working with an attorney, make sure in that situation you're not. You don't want to go out and find an ambulance chaser or some personal injury attorney. They're good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but you need an estate planning attorney, an attorney that does nothing but manage estates. And and they're going to be focused on that, right? You don't want a criminal attorney to do that kind of thing. It's just like there's doctors. You know, I could go to my wife's uh, gynecologist and get my prostate examined, but would I want to? Well, that's a great way to go right into the break. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. We still had 15 minutes. It's quick. Sorry. This is what happens. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is 1520 WBZ. Where are we? 1520 WBZW. And I'm with Jerry and Nick Royer. Welcome back. This is Debbie O'Brien, and I have Jerry and Nick Royer here. They're with Group 10 Financial. How do we get in touch with you? We haven't even said that... Oh, my God. Well, there's a bunch of different ways. Bunch. I mean, oh, my gosh. You can uh, tune in. We're actually, we have a radio show at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings um, on 1520, 660, 9, uh, 950 WTLN. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also uh, on Saturday, or Sunday, Sunday's at Sunday 7, at 7 on 660 AM, so that you can do that. You can follow us uh, on com Group 10 Financial, Group 10 Financial. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at Royer Report. That's Royer, R-O-Y-E-R, report. And then, of course, um, you know, our website, group10financial.com, group10financial.com. There's a bunch of information there. And um, you can also call us, 407-960-4052 is the number. 
and that's 407-960-4052. Um, people can get in touch with us that way if they want to go deeper with what, uh, you know, and find mm-hmm. out how some of this stuff that we're talking about mm-hmm. actually can apply to them. And listen to our podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. an, that's another thing is we put out a podcast every Friday um, with, it's about, you know, we try and keep it short, anywhere from 11 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. of information that's, uh, that, you know, I, that we, you know, people call in, they say, can you talk about this? Right. And we'll do a podcast on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, but that's, that makes it nice. you, you can just yep. go on, you know, if you have Stitcher or if you have iTunes or if you have uh, Google Play or uh, TuneIn, all those, we're on all those platforms. You just go and you search and you just type in on the money. Uh, on the money with Jerry and Nick, uh, Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. On the money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. On any of those, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, anything, and you'll find it. And you can subscribe and you can right go there. Go to Group Ten Financial dot com and, and you access can find it, it through too. that yeah. as well. So there's a whole bunch of ways to, to to be able to find us. We're we're out there. Perfect. So if you do have a question, you just go on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go there. We there's a a part on our website that we talk about on a radio show where they, people can submit questions that we'll use on our radio show. Okay. I mean, after doing a radio show for seven years, it's hard to come up with financial content. You know, you think about it; it's like the same topic every week. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's what we'll do is we'll say, "Hey, can you know, people can go there and they can write questions, and we'll use those questions on the air because." What one person thinks about as a question, there's probably 15, 20 other people that have the same question, mm-hmm. if not more, mm-hmm. that have the same question. Right. They're trying to figure out, what do I do now that I've heard this? So there's a number of ways. And then we also have live events. Um, we're, we're having at least four live events every month. We just did just wrapped up doing two live events in winter at the Winter Park Public Library on taxes. And we'll probably do another tax uh, series coming up in about three, four weeks um, so you can go to our website, group10financial.com, and our schedule of events is all there, and you can register for an event. And anybody can go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a carryover of our radio show. We had so many people that would call in from the radio show and say, you know, it's hard to understand some of this stuff mm-hmm. over the airwaves. How can we actually get educated? Mm-hmm. And that's where the live events came from. Well, and and being on the radio or... You can't make it personal. You know, you have to talk to people across the board. Yes. Everybody's you know? different. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. our DNA is different, mm-hmm. our fingerprints are different. Mm-hmm. Your financial planning and your goals and objectives, Debbie, are all different mm-hmm. from one another. What you want to, to accomplish is totally different than what maybe Nick wants to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. We're all different. Your plan should be you, should be accomplishing what your goals and objectives are, not some cookie-cutter thing where everybody walks in, gets a CD. Well, you know, I'm 60, I'm going to retire. Everybody gets this CD. mix of investments you know, the exact same it's way. It's the same thing. And we know brokerage houses where people, when they, they come in to visit with us, who they are with, and we can tell, we don't know the amount of money, we can tell you exactly what they have and what investments oh, you're are in those with, you're, Yeah, it would be like this. Oh, you're working with so-and-so? I bet you have this, 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 and this. And they'll look at me like, how did you, you know? know? Because they're all the same. It's like, because, you know, once you're doing this for so long, everybody gets the same thing if you work with them. And that's that's not right. I mean, everybody's, like you said, unique. And if you went into a, a doctor and the doctor gave you the exact same prescription, no matter if you were 5'10", 110, or, you know, four, five, seven hundred pounds, right. you know, that there should be something different there. 
And sometimes that's not the way it is in financial yeah. planning. This would be this would also the point here too is that if you have a friend that would be open and honest to talk about their finances, they they could be leading you down the wrong path, even though it's working for them. Mm-hmm. It happens. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And this is something. It's like the group thought, you know, when like at Disney. I'm going to go back to Disney, where you know you're there and you're you're at a meeting and you know that you have to do something with your paycheck, whether it's get a checking account or savings account or going for the 401k. I don't know what they offer now. Let's say it's 401k. Mm-hmm. And your friend says, oh, I'm not doing that. I, I can't even pay the bills. I need every penny for, you know, for to live. Right. And that right there can change your whole. Yeah, because usually that person's in, in, inviting you at seven in the morning to join them for a Starbucks coffee. <sighs> That's six bucks a pop. I'm here you to you just got to be careful where you're getting your information yep. from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there I, may be a person over at a water cooler that's 32 years of age mm-hmm. and means well. And at 32, mm-hmm. he's going to make investments different mm-hmm. because he's 32. He's got a long time to work yet. But if you're 60 and you're talking to that person, your investment goals and objectors are going to be a little bit different. Right. So, but we have folks that do that type of plan. Well, friend over at church was telling me that he did this. And I said, what does he do? You know, and the guy throws newspapers out in Lake Wales. Well, there's nothing wrong with throwing newspapers, right. but what is his expertise when it comes to handling your investments? Right. You know, how I young don't... would you have somebody come in and talk about this? I mean, really? How young? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Any age, any age. Yeah. Cause there, if, you know, there's always going to be something that can be done. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things we, we consider our practice a family practice. Yes. And and the, and what I mean by family practice mm-hmm. is there's so many people out there that what they do is mom and dad they join uh, our firm and they try and keep everything away from their kids. No. Like they shouldn't tell them. And and what I will tell people is, you know what? You've you've learned so much. You saved so much. Now yes. it's time to teach that lesson to your kids. Mm-hmm. Let's bring them in. Let's mm-hmm. have a family meeting Absolutely. and let's meet with your kids so that they're on the same page too. Because one of the worst things that can happen is when mom and dad have saved up all this money, then something happens to mom and dad and the kids come in and they're trying to figure things out. But they don't know what was done or what or why they had mm-hmm. what they did, and they're lost. Yep. And then that, that lesson, that life lesson of being able to pass on that knowledge that they saved, and here's what we did so that their kids end up in a better spot, that lesson is lost. That opportunity is lost. That's why we consider our practice a family practice, mm-hmm. because we believe it's just as important to help mom and dad as it is to help mom and dad's kids. Right. This is almost like something that you should go in once a year as a tune-up for the family. Absolutely, you know, you go to the doctor to get yourself sure, make sure, sure that everything's good. But and yep. as a mom and dad, you go in and you make sure that your finances are good. But for the family, you should all go in. Mm-hmm. It's that, just that, like you know, we, that's a very, very good point. Like we were talking about, folks that have investments, they've got money over here in the bank. Maybe they got some over in here in an insurance company. Some down at the at a brokerage firm. They've got their four hundred one k at work. And none of those pieces are talking together. Mm-hmm. There's a hodgepodge need, of stuff all over the place. They need to talk. The bank isn't calling your 401k. Your 401k isn't calling the insurance company. None of those parts are talking. They're all pieces to your puzzle. But don't you think they should be coordinated and working together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to know what can happen. Gee, we have folks that call us. I mean, it have been clients for 40 plus years. Just like uh, with Betty that walked out on life last week, her husband would have thought he would have been gone 10 years ago. His health is pathetic. It was awful. His wife worked in the gym every day. Great health. 
goes to Kroger's, which is a, like yeah, a Publix. Yes. Mm-hmm. She goes to Kroger's. She's in the meat counter, and he said, she says, I'll go over to the meat counter, and I'll meet you. She goes over to the meat counter, and he goes, where in the heck is she? He's up at checkout. She had a heart attack and died right there on the floor. Healthy Never woman. would have thought that to yeah. happen. Would but never. That's, that, such, is, such is life. I mean, that's, that's the thing now is how many people will come and visit with us, and when we say, okay, let's look at what you save for retirement, we need to plan for this to last in your 90s, and they'll look at us like, mm-hmm. what do you mean last in my 90s? Yeah. I'm going to die when I'm 75. I'm not going to live past 75. It's like, no. How about we just plan so that if it does happen, you aren't dependent on your family? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, retirement is retirement planning is income planning and being able to stay independent yes. and not dependent on somebody else helping take care of you. And that's proper planning. That's what's important about that. Well, you know, when we come back from this break, can we talk about, you know, having this money last until your your 90s, but saving it from like health if you're if you have something catastrophic help happen or if you need to go into a, a nursing care facility, you know, you hear these horrible stories where their whole entire nest egg goes straight to the state mm-hmm. or it's or you don't get the care because you can't afford it. Can we you mm-hmm. can t- touch on yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. That's All right. Yeah. So then we're going to take a break. Thanks for tuning in. This is 1520 WBZW and I'm with Jerry and Nick Royer and we will be right back. For tuning in, this is 1520 WBZW, and I have Jerry and Nick Royer here from Group 10 Financial. And again, this is this this is something that, you know, it doesn't, you can bury your hand, head in the sand forever. You know, you're not doing anybody any justice for that, because if you don't plan, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're going to be working I for saw the rest that, of your a life. I perfect example of that at Wild Kingdom, or Animal Kingdom at Disney mm-hmm. yesterday. Right, and they had these ostriches, and there they were with their heads stuck in the mm-hmm. sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You could do that, but do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah, because you're you're living life, and if you're living it for just now, okay, your just now is going to be just now, just now, forever, like forever. At some point, you're not going to be able to. And there's a better way, and there's a simpler way. But it's a lot harder the longer you let that can go down the road. The longer you say next, tomorrow, tomorrow, Mm -hmm, tomorrow, mm -hmm. eventually what happens is you retire, and you're not in a position any longer to be able to plan for that tomorrow. Because now you have what you have, unless Mm -hmm. you want to keep working. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the hard thing is without proper planning, people are working too long or they're being forced into working longer than they want to. Right. Or they are taking risks saying, well, you know, I'll be okay if the market does 12% and they're taking risks with their money. That's kind of like saying, well, you know, I'll be okay here in Vegas if I get blackjack for the next five hands in a row. Right. I mean, you have to have some realistic things but plan while you're younger correct and while you're while you're winning at blackjack you're like oh, i'm going to continue to win and the next thing you know you're in the hole because you didn't know the exit strategy oh yeah and then mm-hmm. you have justification right? right well you know hey it uh, wasn't i, I got you know, free uh, drinks while i was here correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah this place is treating me well yeah, yeah. <laughs> thinking of well right before the break we were saying you know if you if you've saved all this money and you're doing very very well mm-hmm. you know how do you protect that when you're older or even even let's just say you are retired it could be at 55 it could be six, whatever name the the number but how do you protect that money from 
you know, if something happens to you health wise, because you hear these horror stories where a sometimes you won't even get the treatment that you need because you don't have the money or they drain your account because you had a catastrophic incident. How do you protect that? How do you do? What do you do? I mean, so you have like the the things if you're trying to qualify for Medicaid, you have to be basically broke. broke. To be able to qualify it. So they make you spend down what this is called a Medicaid asset spend down. Yes. So they make yes. you spend down all your stuff so that you qualify for Medicaid and then you have to go into a Medicaid facility, which isn't fun. And this is why when we were talking in the first segment, we were talking about the importance of like the five types of planning. You know, you have tax planning, income planning, uh, long-term uh, you know, uh, social, tax security, planning, social planning. security planning, mm-hmm. legacy or dynasty planning. That's why one of the things that we threw in there was health care planning or long-term care planning. Because it's important. I just pulled out a statistic while we were um, at break. And Genworth Financial came out and said that 70% of Americans will need long-term care services over their life. 70%. Long-term health. Long-term health care scenario, okay? That can be anything, right? That can be that could be uh, going into an assisted living facility or a nursing home facility. 70% will need some sort of long-term care services. And the average stay is 835 days. 835 days. And it's expensive. It's about two and a half years. Yeah, about two and a half years. And it's hundreds of dollars a day is what this yeah, thing it's costs. it's thousands a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. In Florida, the average private room currently in, in Florida, if you want a, a private room, nursing home stay, $8,882 a month. That's 106000 $106,000 a year. Yeah. One hundred and six thousand. And that's probably years. for a studio with you know where you barely can move. Now, have you seen some of them? And it didn't pass the sniff test. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sniff test. I don't like that. I always tell people if you're going to a nursing home for your parent, walk in, and if you smell, it's not a joke. No, it's not. Mm-mm. I've gone into somewhere yeah. you smell urine as soon as you walk in the yeah. door. And that's not where I'd want my mom or dad. To yes. Be. But, I mean, if we think about escalating costs, though. If that's 106000 now, 143000 is the expected cost by 2027. And that's nine years from now. Mm. $143,000. So you're right on with what you're saying, that without any planning, you could definitely go in and say, well, I've saved up hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. I'm good to go. And now all of a sudden, mom and dad go in there and at the same time, and there's $600,000 for a two-year stay for both of them just gone, gone. and worked out. So it's one of the reasons why we talk about the importance for having some sort of um, you know, health care coverage in retirement, whether it be long-term care, and there's other ways of doing it. I mean, we're all so used to the traditional there's, long-term care. There's hybrid the programs uh, today that a person can take and put money into and just like their own private pension. Okay. But if they can't perform like two of six activities of daily living, and they're all the same, okay, for everyone, they can't do two of six. That income doubles for a certain number of years. It might be three years. It might be five years, depending on the plan. Most people aren't aware that those are available because they're not being talked to by most financial people simply because it doesn't pay them much. So if it doesn't pay them much, let's don't talk about it. Let's talk about something that does. But there's and there's that and that's an avenue. You know, having a private pension that has the ability to pay more income mm-hmm. if you need it. 
Um, another alternative is there's certain types of structured life insurance. Then we all, you know, everybody has a stigma for it. But here, here's the here's the bottom line: we cannot create other things. It is what it is. What it is. And so right now, one of the situations that you run into is if you have a healthcare situation, you have long-term care that you need, sometimes you can take a life insurance policy. If you say in some of these new ones, the way they're structured is if you have $500,000 of death benefit, they'll allow you to get to that death benefit for long-term care if you need it. Maybe they'll let you get to 400000 of that 500000 bucks, And that can be a way to use life insurance to pay for that and not have to drain down all the other money that you saved over your life. Hmm. All right. We'll be, we'll be right back. This is 1520 WBZW. I'm with Jerry and Nick Royer, and we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. This is 1520 WBZW. I have Jerry and Nick Royer here with Group 10 Financial. Again, this is this conversation just can keep going on and on and because you go down the rabbit hole. You know, you think of one leads to the next that leads yes. to the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what should we start with? Because I'm telling you, I could keep going and going and going because there's so much to know and understand. And this is almost one of those things that you can't just sit there at the dinner table and think that you can say this one time. Like you really need to talk to your significant other, or even if it's just you, you need to find, you know, your financial planner right here with group 10 financial and, and say, okay, what can I do? Yeah. We had a fellow, in fact, as we just talked about that uh, wrote in to the program and his question was what, you guys have been in this business over 50 years. Mm-hmm. What is the worst financial plan you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. Stuart. Yeah. It was a question Remember? from Stuart in, Orla- in Longwood, I think. Yeah. And he's, what's the worst financial plan mm-hmm. you've ever seen? I said, not having yeah, one. Yeah, no plan. Yeah, no plan. That's the worst one. I mean, but you see horror stories Even the worst plan is at least better. But the right retirement strategy matters. The right retirement strategy is the difference between running out of money during retirement or not. It's Mm -hmm. the difference between paying too much in taxes or not. It's the difference between having long-term care issues take everything away from you or not. Mm -hmm. It's the difference between, uh, you know, having a good income in retirement or not, or getting hurt in the stock market when the market tanks or not. The right retirement strategy literally matters. And so where do we start? We start with saying, okay, what... What is it you're wanting to accomplish? What is the priorities? Mm -hmm. You know, is it growth? Is it retirement income? When do you want to retire? What are your goals? Is it tax efficiency? Is it safety of your money? What's your fiscal house look like? Yeah, what is is it that you want to create? And let's build that and then give you a turn-by-turn navigation, just like we have a GPS. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is retirement creates a lot of nervousness because there is no plan. And, you know, if I got in a car and I didn't have a cell phone and I didn't have a map and you said, get from here to Colorado, I would have an issue, too, mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have a plan or any way mm-hmm. to do things. But you know what? I still have road maps. I do, too. <laughs> I said if let, you didn't have me, a road map. Let me tell you, when you're up in Colorado in those high, high mountains, you don't have uh, cell service. You know, you can't get the GPS to work. That's happened to us several times on our trip. You know, where you need to have yeah. the little map. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I had a compass, and I figured if I just kept heading west, I would run into something, <laughs> something that would tell me something. Now, here's what I didn't right, realize, right. because they call it high the desert magnetic where we were. North. Well, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I'm expecting Colorado, right? Green trees, Mm-mm. green, no, it was like desert. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're driving, and we're driving, and I'm thinking, my gosh, I'm glad I filled up my gas tank, because we were right. two <laughs> hours into this trip, and I saw nothing but some weird antelope-looking <laughs> thing on a hill with this spiral is spiral antlers and i'm thinking there is no gas station mm-hmm. it's finally hit a gas station finally hit a shell station pull in out of gas no 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 no, no. <laughs> cash only oh credit card machine was down now i had cash that's not the point the point is all the way out there and it and no cell no cell signal mm-hmm. i'm sorry the internet's down we can't charge your credit card that's yeah, awesome mm-hmm. that's what you don't want in retirement you got to plan for all those variables mm-hmm. okay because you could have a time where certain things happen so you got to plan for the what ifs in life yes. you can't just plan for a great stock market well what happens when it's not you can't just plan for great health because what happens when it's not so you got to plan for all those what ifs in life and put plans around it and then revise it, update it, monitor it, talk to your spouse and say, here's here's what our goals were last year. Here's where we are right now. Are we on track? Okay, if something happens to us health-wise, here's what we do. And be sure to ask who you're working with, whoever that financial person is. Ask them some direct questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what... What is my exit strategy if another 2008 happens if the crash, and the market goes down? What What is your plan for me at that point if that happens? How do I get money out of these stocks? Do I have to sell it? And if the market's down 30 or 40 percent, how do I get money out if the market's down? What do you have for me to protect me from that? Ask them pointed questions. If you get a blank stare mm-hmm. like a deer caught in the headlights, you may want to just say, where's your restroom? Go to it and don't go, <laughs> go back. back. Right. <laughs> you know? And you know, and you can't be the one with the, the deer and headlights. You need to be proactive. Don't just go in there because you finally made the decision of, of exactly. getting a financial planner and you're like, oh, they've, they've taken care of it. Yeah. No. no, you need to know. I actually, there's a, there's a lady that, um, that's been working with us when you said that came to mind. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when I first started working with her and her husband, they were a great couple uh, she was not a very much of a novice when it came to financial planning. Well, he, they're both 60 at the time. Five years later, he's now walked out on life at 65, very young age to, to pass away. But because we've done the planning and because we've done the meetings every year to reinforce it, she actually came in, sat down and said, Nick, I don't need you to tell me to plan. I know it. And she told it to me. And I said, you know what? You, I may as well just give you a marker because you could go right up to my board here and you could tell me the plan because I think you know it just as well as I do. Nice. And that's what that's what gives people comfort in knowing that is when they have confidence, they can live a confident retirement lifestyle when they know confidently what they've done in the planning mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Understanding what's going on and not just tossing it aside and hoping. Yeah, and so many times people walk in and they're intimidated by the office that they're in and they're afraid to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Don't be. It's your money. Mm-hmm. You worked hard for that money. Make sure that you get your questions asked. Would you walk into a doctor and you sit there and say, I got this pain over here. He goes, I'm going to schedule you for surgery at 8 o'clock in the morning. Would you do that? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But there's people that walk into these financial planners and sign over $100,000 and never looked at the plan. They have no idea. Why did you have it? Well, I don't know. They said I needed it. Now, the flip side to that is a lot of people will say, well, I don't need a plan because everything's okay right now. 
And that's not the point. The point is you don't put a plan together for the now. You put together a plan for the future, Mm -hmm. a future where there could be cuts in benefits, where Social Security doesn't pay you exactly what you hoped it would Mm -hmm. or where you have higher inflation. Or tax rates. We talked about that earlier today, where tax rates go up or where the stock market crashes. you got to plan for all those big risks. You know, this is one of those things where they always say that talking about money is so taboo. You know, that's so wrong. This is how we get into these situations because people are uncomfortable or afraid to talk about it or embarrassed by their situation. It, that's, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed by their situation. Um, it's, it's not mom and dad. Typically what we find, they don't talk to the kids about it because they don't want the kids to know what they have. Right. But that's, you don't have to say dollar amounts. No. When we talk about family <clears throat> practice, when Tell we meet with the ma- family, we're talking about, Hey, let's just make sure the beneficiaries are right. And that you understand what beneficiaries are. Let's just make sure that you know what are part of a solid financial plan and what part of the plans mom and dad have. It's that type of stuff. It's not saying I've saved a million dollars. Nope. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. You can just say, this is what we have mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. place to protect us, to protect mm-hmm. you. And if anything happens, here's how to create a plan for yourself. And it's all that. It's just passing down that knowledge right. that a lot of people have, you know, you, you get by the time you get to retirement, you've lived 60 years. There's probably a financial knowledge that you can right. pass down to your kids. Well, and sometimes if you don't know that you're, you're raising the same thing with your children, you know, they're starting from nothing. And that's the worst thing. I, I, we talked about this before where we, we even sent our kids to, you know, one of those financial big. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Because and they they sat there. I'm telling you, it wasn't like it. We were the perfect kumbaya family. One was looking in the air. One was playing on. It didn't matter. <laughs> I thought you need to at least get yourself exposed to this because every person in this building, you're, they're here because they're in debt. They're here because they want answers. You at you know that they were what 17. I said this is the, you are going to step out of our home and you have to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, sadly enough, you have. One of the things we see a lot of retirees, this is a trend, a new trend, mm-hmm. is retirees getting to retirement and getting into debt. Now, you should be getting out of debt, so you should be getting to retirement and having no debt, but yet the trend that we're starting to see is people who are getting to retirement and getting back in debt during retirement, not credit card debt per se, buying maybe homes, some of it's travel, but that reverse second mortgages home, and stuff buying like huge that. homes. No, 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 it's, oh. it's buying homes or motor homes or the, the boat, because, hey, the market's been up nine years. Now we're kind of in this, well, you, geez, stuff phase. Let's just get stuff. And, hey, Joe has an RV. Well, I can get an RV, too. And now you're getting in debt at an older age, which is incredibly hard to fight back oh from when you're gosh, not working. Oh, my you're keeping up with the, the Joneses forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. something? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's something to really think about, honestly. Yeah. And another thing, too, when you think about getting to retirement is now you have people who are they're 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 saying, well, uh, I'm probably going to live to 85. So between 65 and 80, I'm just going to spend all my money. And and, and if it's all gone, no big deal. Somebody right. else will take care of me. I'm just going to spend, 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 spend because I'm going to do it while I'm young. It's that mentality that that, you know, um, you, you should be uh, not seeking instant gratification. But yet, that's that's kind of what's going on right now. You got to be careful of that. Uh, there's a, that too, because you don't want to spend all your money, but you also don't want to not live life. You know, so you have to plan that accordingly. Or it's just you, planning. It's just saying, what is the dollar amount for that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What do I, I mean, want? You, what do I need to pay all my bills? And a lot of folks will come in and they'll say, "Gee, I need six thousand dollars." And when you sit down and you do a budget worksheet, 
with them. They haven't taken into account how much they have to pay for their cell phone or cable bill. They haven't taken property taxes. They haven't taken in the license tags, the auto insurance. They're looking at food. They're looking at clothing. Mortgage. And they're looking at the mortgage on their house, and that's it. No, that's not it. It's a lot of things. And when one spouse walks out on life, leaving the other behind, tell you what, your taxes aren't going to go down. They're going to probably go, go up because now you're filing as a single Head of the household mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. not married joint. That alone is going to cost you thousands of bucks. It's just like having the kids come off your taxes. You know, we th- yeah. we, we thought that we were going to have that happen at eighteen, so we planned on eighteen. Oh no, no, they're dropped at like sixteen and a half, seventeen, which was a huge. Okay, we owed money for the first time ever because we didn't plan you that. that. The deductions you didn't have that dependent deduction nope. anymore. Yeah, and yeah. we we were ready for it. We were one year behind. The- <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're, we let's take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we have to wrap this up. This already. This, this, I know it goes quickly. It goes quickly, does it not? It always does. It always does. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is fifteen twenty WBZW, and I have Jerry and Nick Royer here from Group Ten Financial. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. This is our wrap up. This is it goes so quickly. Wrap up. This is just the warm up. I know. So this is what's going to happen. You just need to keep coming back. (laughs) Oh, you the invitations there. We're here. We're here as it's here always. Depends on how much how often you want to come or how much you want me to beg you. Yeah, I remember the first time I think we came on this show and we were here for fifteen minutes and then it went from fifteen to thirty and thirty to an hour and. I don't think that. It flies by, though. Now we're it like, really does. It's, it's been Your that first long. day here was a hello and goodbye? That was it? No, well... Oh, it was, or for the whole station or me? Yeah, No, not for you. Okay. It was the... It was uh, the uh, guy, be- the the, for- the previous host. I can remember mm-hmm. it was like 15 minutes. So that's why I expected the very first time. And then where it's like sitting around the kitchen table with yes, you. Yes, yes. And we're here talking for like, it's like, wow, <laughs> geez, that was 45 minutes. Where did that time go? It's, you know? I know. And then yeah. I, I, I noticed that you do look at your watch and I think, am I using their time? And then I'm like, no, we're just going to keep going. Do you want to leave? Oh, I just want to make sure that we're not like bumping right into a heartbreak or so something. So this is, Nick, these are your, you should, they're th- wait, we need to be thankful to them for being aware of time because <laughs> oh, it just it comes from years and years yes. and years of speaking on other people's mm-hmm. stages mm-hmm. i mean we're, yeah. we're watching that clock if somebody says you're on the stage for 30 minutes at it's, 29 minutes and 30 seconds we better be wrapping up and and walking off a couple seconds before because yeah you know, it's just practice just yeah. from speaking on other people's stages all over the place mm-hmm. you know so but this is always a good time it's, i love it when you're here i'm not even joking i it because we cannot be ignorant to our money. We just can't. Well, you were saying about how you read that book from from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, yes. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, his first version of that book, the one thing that he talked about, the most important thing was increasing your FFI, is what he called it, financial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And he says, not you don't. this isn't an investment book to go out and buy this, this, and this. It's to increase your financial intelligence by doing this, this, and this, mm-hmm. by getting that knowledge, mm-hmm. by going to seminars, by by uh, partnering up with a team who knows some things more than you do. And, um, you know, that's just... Yeah, how do you of... become a better golfer or a better baseball player or whatever your talent, or, you know, is it by playing somebody that you can constantly beat? Right. If you're going to improve your game, you get with somebody that you can't beat and learn all you can from them. 
mm-hmm. and just keep moving out. My favorite thing that I always say here is that you need to learn from the extreme to get yourself to move to the middle. There you and go. so that just keeps you going and keeps mm-hmm. you going. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Absolutely. the moment that you stop and you say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that, I know that, then you don't grow. And um, I know I, you have kids, right? We all have kids. I mean, I have that issue of my kids where I'll tell them something, and an instinct to them is, I know that, Dad. Mm-hmm. No, n- Okay, t- so tell me what you know. Mm-hmm. And it's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you don't know, mm-hmm. but I know. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, w- w- hold on. That you just kind of pointed cr- right at me like I, you almost jumped out of the oh, chair just then. That drives me crazy. It, it does. And, and what you just said, okay, explain <laughs> it to me. If you know what's in my head, yeah. I'm listening. Or this is what what she's thinking. <laughs> How do they know what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, oh, no. Drives me insane. It really does. But then they do some awesome things too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, well, my son's now 11 years old, so he's actually able... You know, I, when you're when you're traveling, mm-hmm. I don't want him to get too far away. But uh, for some odd reason, this this last time, you know, he, he was on the airplane and he said, I'm going to go to the restroom. And I said, OK, I'll see you later. And I just I don't know if he's just now inquisitive or whatever it is. He comes back and he's like, I don't understand. I'm like, what do you don't understand? There's a bathroom. You go to use the bathroom. He's like, well, I went up to the door and the door says laboratory. And he's like, I don't know what, I, why should I go to the laboratory? I mean, that's where they do stuff like, mm-hmm. like, like petri dishes and, and beakers and stuff. He's, I said, no, it's not laboratory. Not a laboratory. It's laboratory. <laughs> it's laboratory. <laughs> and he, he's like, no, it isn't. I said, go back. So he goes back. He looks at the door. It says labor, you know, laboratory. He comes back up. And he's just laughing. The whole airplane starts hearing him laugh. And he's like, it is. It's a labor, l- laboratory. He's like, but I thought it said laboratory. <laughs> So they do some fun things too, right? That's, that's what makes you keep them. Yes. Oh yeah. When you start questioning life, it's like right. you know. I remember that one time when he was eleven. Yeah, he said right. labor- laboratory, not laboratory, and I can't even say it right right now. So you know, that's the one thing that my husband is very, very good at is remembering all those cutesy, cutesy things they said or the way they looked when they did something. You know, that stuff is a blur to me because, and I, I. Put it towards that. I probably was with him every single day of the, and it's just, you get to today where he has these wonderful moments, you know, and it's wonderful to hear him talk about that and laugh, you know, giggle. And then the kids, it's like a big, huge, you, you, yeah, but just wait until you have grandkids. He did listen. (laughs) But when you have grandkids, you get to relive that all over again. Yeah. You know, you get the now now all of a sudden you remember what you forgot and it's like I'm not going to forget those moments again. Hmm. And that's one of the things that that we hmm. take pride in is people will come in and will say what is the priority for your money? And they'll say I just want to travel and visit the kids in New Jersey or mm-hmm. Atlanta mm-hmm. and I don't want to have a time frame that I have to get back. Right. I have to come back home because. Mm-hmm. So like I just want to be able to do. And that's what's most important is to build a plan to where you have that ability. To retire well, and it does what you need it to to do. So those moments that you missed or don't remember anymore, you can get back again. Right. And, you know, the best thing to do is to start that young. But you start now. You start it now wherever you are. I know. I know. But, you know, there's so much, right? I mean, I, I go to the restaurant now, and I look at a table, and everybody's on their iPhones. You know, they're not even talking to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And so They're probably, I often wonder, are they, are they texting back and forth? Honey, what are you going to have? Uh, I'm looking at this beef platter. What do you think? Yes. And she goes, well, I'm leaning towards the Caesar salad with chicken. <laughs> well, now, 
I mean, is that what they're texting? Mm-hmm. Because they're texting the whole mm-hmm. time. There's no eye contact. And, you know, Disney now, if you stand in line, instead of st- looking around and doing nothing and maybe even looking at your phone doing nothing, Disney now has an app so that you can have something to do. Oh, well. Oh, why talk? Yeah, why? And, and then you don't even have to wait in line anymore. You can actually order the food before you actually get in the line. So all you have to do is just walk in, pick it up, and walk out. Hey, I don't need to do anything anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so there's so many different things. I mean, it's just technology. We just grow up. You know, we just have to learn to yeah, deal with it. Yeah, you look at your phone. We're talking about the iPhones. You look at your iPhone today and all the things that it does. It's your camera. You can t- you can scan from it. You can take pictures with it. You can make your phone calls. It's a GPS. You can program yeah. all these things, like you were saying with Disney. You got this app. It'll do it. Whatever happened to the phone when you could put 10 cents in and you called home and said, I'm going to be late? Gone. But look how they've evolved. Well, financial planning has evolved the same way. What took place 52 years ago when I started in this business is totally different today. You are amazing. Thank you. It's it's true. Again, this is Nick and Jerry Royer. They're with Group 10 Financial. You can find them on Facebook, online with their own website, Twitter even. Yeah. They and have, the phone number, 407-960-4052. You guys are the best. Thanks for having us on. It's always Thanks. a blast. I love it. I love it. It's a All joy right. to sit across the table from you. I know. It's fun. <laughs> this was me. We.